Uh, hi there, I'm Drew Sicko. I'm one of the hosts of this new podcast, Corner of the Globe, right here on Atlas Media. A no fancy introduction. If you know me, then you know me. And if not, I hope you stick around and get to know me, as well as the other hosts you'll meet in just a minute here. My friend, Edabom. The both of us enjoy meaningful conversations with fellow creatives within our city, as well as all over the globe. We decided to start this little podcast endeavor so more people could enjoy those conversations and take some inspiration from them. Simple as that. This being our first episode, we don't have any advertisements to go over. Other than, hey, if you got some time, uh, please go check out our website atlasmedia.group we got some clothes up there right now and there's no telling what there will be in the future but definitely some more podcast episodes and shows some music from edibom myself and others and hopefully some music videos for you guys to check out also you can get in contact with me at any point my email is uh sicko at atlasmedia.group s-i-k-o if you have an idea for a guest or you want to advertise on the show or you want to be a guest anything uh i'm not busy <laughs> And I know everybody says this sort of stuff, but I do appreciate you listening to this, however you happen to find it. And please stick around, share some love, help keep us motivated so we can remain consistent with this little idea and hopefully grow the community and positively affect many people. Anyways, enjoy our first ever episode. It's an interview with Trendy. Welcome, everybody. This is the first Atlas Corner of the Globe podcast. We've got our dear friend Trendy here. Hello. You want to say hello? Yeah, what's up, everybody? I'm, I'm honestly, I'm super excited to do this. And thank you for having me on as the first guest ever, bro. I'm, I'm honored. Wow. Our honor, bro. We got Drew here, too, as co-host. What's up? What's up? We're excited, man. We've got a lot to tell you. So, starting off, for those who don't really know about you, Trendy, you want to give them a little bit of background information? Yeah, absolutely. So... I kind of jumped onto the scene uh, towards the end of 2019 for the local Edmonton uh, scene for music and whatnot. Um, mm-hmm. And then I think 2020 was really the year when I started going hard. Finished off 2019, I wasn't too happy with uh, what I had done and just sort of what I accomplished. So I set really big ambitions for 2020 and did my best to make sure that everybody knew who I was and get on the scene as much as I could, be everywhere. And I, mm-hmm. I think I did that pretty well. I, I'd say 2020 was really the year that I started really going hard on music, making content, everything like that, and uh, really finding my sound, which I'm dialing in for this year now. So that's the plan. Nice. So, um, in terms of like ambitions, you said like you set some goals up for 2020. Did you hit them? Yeah, unfortunately, like some of them were revolving around uh, obviously doing performances, mm. which you know that's that's been an issue oh, for yeah. everyone. Yeah, and that's something we can talk about later if y'all want. That's been an issue for every artist how to like navigate during this time and shit like that. And I mm. think everybody's trying to work that out. But beyond that, just doing like streaming numbers and stuff like that, and um, not even specific numbers, but just holding myself accountable to make content that. I actually enjoyed making and thought was high enough quality, right? Like setting myself a standard mm. for making content that I thought people would appreciate and benefit from seeing mm. um, and making it a lot more consistently because before I would just be like, I was that guy who was like, yo, new song <laughs> and then would go ghost mode for like three months and then be like, hey, yo, save my new single, stream my shit, right? Like y- y- you're just not doing much for yourself or for other people if, if that's how you're going about things, I think at least. Mm. So I tried to... Uh, take some different routes in you know putting out more frequent content freestyle stuff like that more comedy rap shit like that just like other stuff Mm. see what worked word and uh i'm gonna loop back to this at the end but for our the people that are listening where where can they find you oh yeah i should have said that off the get-go y'all can find me on every streaming platform whatever you use i'm on spotify i'm on apple music i'm on soundcloud a couple exclusives up there uh, I'm on Title. I'm on Deezer. I'm on anything you can think of. We're, we're yeah, out there. Damn. Yeah, yeah. We got it all. We got it all. Amazon Music. Yeah, we got it. No problem. It's no problem. Uh, if you search up Trendy, T-R-E-N-D-I, I will show up on your music platform no matter where you are. Mm-hmm. This boy trending. 
trending. Mm-hmm. That's facts. <laughs> That's facts. So we are here to talk about homegrown deluxe. Yes, sir. I'm very excited. I don't even know how to introduce this man. It, it's it's really interesting because I'm gonna give a little context for Homegrown, the original album, mm. which uh, released in 2020. And Homegrown was like a massive learning process. Essentially, I wanted to do everything myself, do all my recording, all my mixing, content, promo, everything for myself mm-hmm. on Homegrown, hence the name. And I did succeed in doing that. Um, but I actually came to a point where I was so busy making content for the album that I didn't get to work on music. Mm. And uh, that was like a turning point for me. I was like, man, I'm really in this for the music. Uh, everything else is, you know, part of the music, part of the promotion, part of the creation. But I live for actually making music. So if everything else is taking away from that, then that's not really doing what I need to be doing, you know? Mm. So Homegrown dropped on, I think, August 30th or 31st. Mm-hmm. And it was almost by accident. I had like had it in DistroKid <laughs> and kept pushing it back, pushing it back. And then it just showed up on the release date and was like, congratulations, your album's released. And I was like, oh, I, I guess it is. I guess it's out. Here we go. <laughs> um, because I was, I was just so over making content for it, bro. I was like, fuck, fuck <laughs> this. Fuck this. So then when someone said I should do a deluxe, I was like, man, I don't want to repeat of that. Like, I don't want to re- mm. feel that again, right? So the idea I went into with the deluxe was um, basically if there's a track on the deluxe, it's either remixed, um, has a feature on it, mm. or is an original song. Wow. So if 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 a song from Homegrown didn't fit one of those categories, it's not on the deluxe again. Like there, there's there was no point in me doing that. I felt. Mm. Um, so that's why I'm really just trying to call it deluxe because it, in some ways it is kind of its own project because there's four original songs on it. There's five remixed tracks from producers that are local. And then I think I have four or five tracks that have new features on them. And a couple of those, I think two of those have my own new verse on them. So I really tried wow. to like, yeah, I really tried to remake every part of it so that I could stay like, you know, engaged with it myself. I wasn't just spitting out another homegrown basically. Wow. Yeah. How, how long has this uh, been taking you? Like, this sounds like a lot of work. Um, It kind of started, it started like in September of last year. Mm. So that's what, September, October, November, like four-ish months, about mm-hmm. four months. And then I've been spending January just uh, making content based around it and stuff like that to work alongside and after the release of it. So I'd say about four months. I got super lucky with like people wanting to remix it and stuff like that because that, that mm. made my life super easy. They I just sent them basically the stems and they, they did all the work for those. So like wow. five of those tracks that the people remixed, like who do I have on there? I have Iris, Please Be Nice. Mm-hmm. I got Skirt JPEG. I got, uh, who else? I got Liv McRobbie. Like I just sent them the stems and they, they just did their thing, man. So five of those tracks, they really did the most on. Wow. Yeah. Which made my life easier. So God bless them. Shout out. Oh bro, I'm so hyped to hear this. Do the do the remixes sound like a lot different from the original songs? Yeah, that's a good question. Um, so the twenty two remix, which uh Skirt and Gabe Hines did, mm-hmm. that's like a that sounds like a brand new song. Like I was shocked oh. when I heard that. They they basically reworked it entirely. Um, Please Be Nice did the evil interlude and um damn she went off i think that might be one of my favorite remixes actually i know i shouldn't pick favorites but wow she she (laughs) like made that shit she made an interlude into a whole ass song i was like wow that's that's crazy like it sounds so good she put like this crazy bass line on it like it's it's really good um and then Liv mcrobbie remixed uh frito and blackout and those are still the original lyrics from homegrown (laughs) but uh she redid the beat in like this crazy i don't even know how to explain it like almost tribal sound like 
It's got these dope ass drums on it. It's a very, very different vibe. She definitely changed the vibe of it. And then what's the last one that got remixed? Let me think for a second. Oh, Gabe remixed uh, Frito as well. And that, that was more of like chopped it up and skewed it up a bit and stuff like that. Mm. That one wasn't a huge change, but still enough, I felt to call it a remix. Wow. Yeah. That's awesome, man. Yeah, lots of work. Yeah, me too, man. I'm, I'm so excited to share this with everyone. I think it's really a, a, a step forward for me in my artistry, so. Wow. That goes to show, too, like, I, I feel like when you bring other artists together and you get the different perspectives and different sounds that each, you know, person has mm -hmm. unique to them, you really get something special. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Wow. And that's why I'm, I'm so excited for it, because it's not just Homegrown was all me. No features, mm. all me, everything mixing right. And that was something I needed to do because I needed to mm. learn and grow. But I didn't need to do that for Deluxe. And it made me really happy because it's very much like a synchronous piece of work, you know? Everyone's on wow. there and it sounds dope to have everybody on there and see those different altercations that they made to like my original piece. Mm. Wow. So in terms of um, choosing who to, to pick to be on this album, yeah. did you have like any criteria or like a reason why you picked certain people for specific songs? So originally actually I made a post like kind of explaining the deluxe and I invited everyone and anyone to send mm -hmm. a verse in or request a song to be on. So I got about what I think maybe like 15-ish people reached out to mm -hmm. me. And um, the whole purpose of that was to give every single person who wanted a chance a chance to be on it like i didn't want to turn anyone away because you never really know what people can do and stuff like that right so mm -hmm. who knows like someone who might only have one song out could have flipped one of my songs and made it like 10 times better right mm. so i opened it up to everyone and i just i just was straight up i was like look I, this is available for every single person who wants to take a shot at it to do so mm -hmm. just because i'm giving you this chance doesn't ne necessarily mean you'll be on it like mm. i can't have six verses on vv that's just not realistic mm. and i didn't want more than like one or two versions of songs so i, I told everyone that straight up from the get-go i was like look mm -hmm. much love for you wanted to hop on and you're more than welcome to but i can only realistically pick like one or two verses for each you know remix track stuff like that and everyone was super okay with it they understood if they if they didn't get their verse picked like they're really cool with it so that was really mm -hmm. nice to see that like respect for that mm -hmm. wow and so like i'm guessing a lot of people these people were probably your friends too was it uh ever hard to you know pick between one person verse or the other yeah man yeah there was one really one really close one too um alliance white hopped on the remix of uh vivi and he mm -hmm. absolutely bodied it and then there's another guy who i really fuck with um chris music and uh he got on man and he killed his verse too and i oh. was like oh, bro like really tough really really tough on that one man and um i told him that too i was like bro you you really came through like you killed your verse um and so i think what i ended up doing was i'm keeping alliances on the album uh but i think i'm gonna drop his just as like a little instagram content or like mm. maybe a soundcloud exclusive release later because it, like it's too good not to put out you know <laughs> and like I, I appreciated his efforts so much i told him that and he was cool with it too so like he, he's on the same page as me but there was a i think that was the hardest decision i had to make was that wow. one specifically yeah damn dude that's crazy it's good though bro it's good Com mm -hmm. competition is what breeds quality so yeah so true what's spoken yeah. man yeah thank you and so on this track i gotta ask bro do you have like a top three top one what what is your favorite track coming yeah out of this? top one 100 percent is track seven it's titled coachella mm. um it it was a the reason it's a top track for me is because i think it's like a definitive direction that i want to take my music in mm. uh it felt really natural to me uh the sound of it is very much a sound i want to continue pursuing with my music and stuff like that it's also a sound that I haven't really touched on yet. So wow. it, it really felt like I found a lane that I need to 
really put my energy and attention towards and that's uh yeah that that just felt really right it felt really good for me wow yeah what's different about this one I really let the production shine through. Mm. The hook of it is very soft, sort of melodic, singing-esque, I guess. Mm -hmm. I actually have a bridge in it that it has no vocals on it. It's just the beat, mm. and it's like a build-up into like a, it's almost like a chill EDM drop. Like, it's really difficult Whoa. to explain, but like, it's very much like a, like a softer mix of like chill wave and hip hop, if that makes sense. Whoa. Yeah, and it felt, it, yeah, I just, I haven't heard much like it, so it felt really unique, and uh, yeah, it just like, it really felt good. I felt like I hit all my verses proper. The hook's simple enough to sing along to, but still has some meaning to it. So, yeah. Wow, yeah. dude, I'm excited, bro. I, I can't wait. I can't wait for y'all to hear it, honestly. Oh, my God. January 29th, yo. Yes, sir. <laughs> wow. So, recently, I've, I've been seeing, like, all the, the promote, promoting you're doing for it. Yeah. Do, do you want to maybe talk about that? Like, Yeah, the, uh, the idea was, like, because... Again, this is such a contrast to the original Homegrown where I was doing everything mm. alone. I really wanted to highlight everyone that was coming onto the album mm. because like it it is very much a collection of artists like and the talent is crazy so I, I wanted everyone to kind of like see who's on this like get to know the other people who put in the work on this because it's not just me right mm. it, it's very much other people putting in a lot of work on this album too and i appreciate and respect that so um at the start of the deluxe everyone who had their track on it guaranteed i sent out a message and i was like hey look, i need you to do like three things for me i need you to say like this is the deluxe mm. uh say who you are and what you did on it and then say something that you want to like you want people to check out wow. right because I wanted like, that was kind of my way of giving back was like, I'm gonna use this for obviously promotional content to let people know who's on all the songs, <laughs> but I still want people to like, you know, I, I wanna give back a bit. So if you wanna throw out what you're doing and let people know what you're doing, who you are and stuff like that, that's I think totally fair because I want people to check you out too. Like you're dope as fuck. It shouldn't just mm. be coming from me. Like other people should see your stuff too, right? That's why you're on the album. I, I respect you and appreciate you as an artist. So I, I kind of wanted to do this like series, I guess, of showing off all the artists on the deluxe, mm. not only to represent who was on the album and give more insight and more humanity to that, but also mm. to allow like other people like, oh, this is a dope ass artist. Like I should go see them. Mm. Wow. I really like the approach you took, bro. Thank you, man. Yeah, yeah, especially with like it started with the with like that clip with just with all the different songs kind of mixed together and I was like, yeah. oh my god, that's so fire! Yeah. In the next couple of weeks, I started seeing like each individual artist putting out their own thing. Yeah. Wow. It was really fun to make too. The the little the like all together trailers are my favorite to make because I get yeah. to take like the hottest parts of each song and just like mix it all together and Ooh. like really flex that part, um, which is super exciting for me. And like I, I was vibing with it too at the end. You you look back on something and you're like, oh yeah, that's that's pretty dope actually. <laughs> so I was, I was vibing with my own shit honestly. That's how I knew it was decent. But um, um yeah, that was kind of the idea with it. Wow. Yeah. Okay. So um in terms of like promoting, do you uh, you got the the compilation clip with all the different songs and now you're starting to release the individual artist mm -hmm. videos are there any other uh forms of promotion that you're you're doing yeah so i haven't released it yet um but mm -hmm. i believe tomorrow if i check my schedule i'm doing one more kind of compilation for all mm -hmm. the original songs on the deluxe so there's four original songs mm -hmm. which are brand new people haven't heard them they're not from homegrown they're put on just for the deluxe um and coachella is one of those so you'll be seeing that that kind of compilation and then um post release i have a music video for two of the originals uh, coming Ooh. out in the following two weeks after that. Wow. Yeah. Oh, wow. That's yeah. exciting. Yeah. Just trying to do the most. I picked my two favorites of the originals to do a uh, mm -hmm. music video for. And mm -hmm. I wanted to do a couple music videos with the feature tracks. But realistically, with the COVID situation and the restrictions mm -hmm. right now, like, I just didn't want to have to, uh, you know, go against the law, literally go against it to make that happen. Mm -hmm. So 
maybe that'll come later but uh for now the easiest way was to just do my own tracks and that's what i did mm. uh in terms of uh picking the two tracks that you did the music videos for was there you know a certain reason why those spoke out to you well uh, one of them is for coachella because it's just mm. honest to god bro that's just my favorite song so i was like i need of course i need to do visuals for this like i i had so much fun doing the visuals and yeah. same thing writing the track so that was a guarantee and then i did the opening track uh it's called kickback and i did that one because i felt like that one was really true to me as well as an artist it's very like poppy and upbeat kind of mm. fast tempo and happy it's it's pretty happy and that's something i try to put a lot of into my music is just my happiness because i feel like i have a lot of energy directed towards that just in my life and my music mm. and um yeah so that one i was like oh i could do something pretty simple for this but still uh like bring the energy and the visuals that i want to convey so wow. just felt right so i remember before like the quarantine lockdown came like super serious like we met mm -hmm. up and you told me you kind of told me like a little plan for uh like your little albums yeah and homegrown you said it was supposed to be something like all about you kind of learning to to make it mix it do all this stuff for yourself yep. and then um you said you had a few more album ideas in the future right yeah yeah so the whole idea was uh originally kind of inspired by kanye's uh trilogy because i had this own concept for a trilogy beginning with uh homegrown mm. and the idea was like you said homegrown was to grow myself as an artist lay the base for the rest of my artistry to grow upon and kind of figure out how to do shit myself and i think i did that very well in the year of 2020 that was my mm. grand ambition for that was 2020 was the year of homegrown <laughs> um following that and I think this whole trilogy kind of dictates my steps as an artist. Homegrown goes into homeschooled. Mm. I think that's where a lot of my learning comes from and where perfection will come from. So mm. for instance, every time I'm trying to every time I'm doing something now, I'm trying to do it to the best and better myself. So when I'm when I do the visuals for mm. Coachella, I'm trying to do it to the best of my ability and and learn more. What can I do in mm. camera to make these shots better? What can I do out of camera to make these shots better? What can I do for my lighting? Like learn as mm. much as I can, school myself, you know? Because those skills are only going to elevate my artistry and my ability further. So I've laid the base with Homegrown, but mm -hmm. I know that I can learn so much more about so many different aspects of this industry, right? So the mm -hmm. idea now is homeschooled and, you know, teach myself as much as I can about everything that I could incorporate into this art. Wow. And ultimately, that will take form in an album of mm -hmm. Homeschooled, regardless of if that's one year from now, within 2021, mm. three years from now, whatever it is, it's gonna be when I reach a point that I feel like I've taught myself everything that I wanted to know, you know? Wow. And obviously you can always learn more and grow better, mm -hmm. but I feel that there will be a point I'll reach when I'll understand that it's time for me to start working on homeschooled with all the things I've learned, wow. you know? So that's the idea. And then following homeschooled, you know, it goes homegrown, homeschooled. I think the, the final piece of this trilogy plan uh, is to be homemade mm. and basically that's saying like I'm, I made it from doing it you know I, I, I finally mm. made it in the industry and I think that's gonna be very much an indicator of my personal determination of what success is mm. like you could say that um, you could say like oh Drake is the standard for making it right huge absolutely an industry monster but mm. you know I think personally my my quota or standard for making it might just be being able to make music in my basement and have a 60k salary a year from that and just being mm. able to do what i love right that that might be the standard for me for releasing homemade because i mm. i've made it to that standard where i can just do what i love and live off that mm. those three albums is what's really driving my vision for each step along the line wow. right i can't do homeschooled without doing homegrown <coughs> without learning the basics first mm. and i won't truly make it in the industry and be self-sufficient without mm -hmm. learning everything i need to learn first from homeschooled wow. so I think that's really 
that's the very broad vision that I carry <laughs> forth, but it, it trickles down into each of the, you know, very specific goals that I set out through the years and how I kind of direct my artistry. So, yeah, it's wow. the grand, grand plan, bro. Yeah, that's Dude, dope. That's, that's really dope. Yeah. Um, I was Thanks, wondering boys. if you, because that seems like a pretty cemented vision. I was wondering if you yeah. had made that previous to making Homegrown or if this was something that came about during the process of making that album and exactly when did you know that that project was going to come out in that way and when did you come up with this idea of the trilogy? It came out not before Homegrown but definitely during the very initial process of the concept of Homegrown, if that makes sense. Um, I was I started off with Homegrown by kind of brainstorming like what what made me me like we got songs like Mama's Boy because that's very true to who I am like I very much mm. so am a Mama's Boy like oh I'll be straight up about that mm. <laughs> and we've a we've a great relationship I love my mom so when I was really planning out Homegrown I was trying to include everything that makes me me like that's why I have another song VV Valley Village it's like I'm a little thrifty boy you know mm. so like that as I love Valley Village so I was like fuck it I'll just make a song about wearing Valley Village like just having fun because that's what I like to do so you know incorporated that so while I was brainstorming all these ideas of what what makes me me and what I do and what I have fun doing <laughs> that's when I kind of started to plan out the broader vision of this trilogy I was like okay well this is called homegrown because this is where I'm laying down the roots the base like whoa well what's what's gonna happen after that you know, like what there's there's going to be a direction after you, you you have to have a system, right? This is something I really firmly believe in is you have to have a system for success, not just goals to reach, because if you reach your goals, you, what do you what do you do after? You know what I mean? Wow. Right. But if you have a system for success that will help you reach the goals, the system will stay there after you reach the goals. So you wow. can just keep going for the next one, you know? So that's when I was like, OK, so that's great and all. But what, what what's going to be the plan for the future? What's the next step? And what's the one after that? Mm. And I think that really helped me establish that and cement that because it's such a long-term plan that regardless of what happens i know that's the road i'm going to take and there's going to be steps in between there that i haven't even thought of yet that will apply to that mm. you know albums in between or you know sessions in between or moves in between you know stuff like mm. that regardless of what happens in between each of those albums or each of those big steps i know they're all going to build up towards the next one yeah wow. i really like that mindset um having yeah. that plan having that system in place yeah i want to touch on that concept and also something you said about homemade being put out when you have your personal version of success mm -hmm. and also i don't know if you've ever read the or listened to the audiobook by russ i think it's called like get out of your head and there was a quote in there that kind of reminds me of what you're talking about with the system rather than just goals and it was something along the lines of if you do this game for like money like you'll get rich and stop trying but mm -hmm. if you play for the love of the sport then then you're going to continue on so i was wondering if with homegrown if you could touch a little more on your personal definition of success and what that might look like you touched on like making music in the basement getting money off that but in terms of yeah. inspiring others and doing things for the city or or outward like what are your uh, your grand goals and and what will make you homemade mm -hmm. absolutely absolutely it's funny you bring up that book because i actually have it sitting i can i'm looking at it right now oh, uh, i have it sitting on my, my uh <laughs> night side table bro because i just started reading it i just picked it up because people have been recommending it but i haven't reached that part of the book yet uh where he talks about that so that's that's really interesting that you bring that up in relation to what i'm saying in terms of homemade uh there's a couple things i want to do with this and uh even at a smaller level i'm still attempting to do these things so to give a little background i'm currently on route to become a teacher um mm -hmm. i'm finishing my education degree and that's all good and i've <coughs> I've done a lot of youth work, um, but really what I want to do with that is is not teach. I, I want to support more youth in making music because I think if that had been around when I was younger, 
I'd be on the path that I'm on much faster and further ahead. And mm-hmm. I think we don't have enough support in Edmonton, in Alberta, in Canada even, mm-hmm. for youth artists. We we don't have the support. We don't have the funding. We don't have the knowledge that we're giving out to them, right? Like, mm-hmm. we're just not offering it to them. And I think that's something that's really important to me. Like, I want to work with public libraries. I want to work with, you know, studios, whatever it is. I want to make programs <laughs> that will allow kids the opportunity to at least give it a shot or at least start their career or give them some knowledge that they didn't have before because without that I feel like generations will just keep gatekeeping. Mm. You know what I mean? Like, I really love this city because everyone is so welcoming. And when I just showed up mm. on the scene and started making shit, like, people reached out to me. I reached out to people and everyone was, like, super welcoming. But I know not everywhere is like that. Mm. You know what I mean? And so I think if we're able to give upcoming generations, like, at least a foothold, bro, something to stand on, something to go yeah. off of, right? I think that goes a really long way. Not only for our city, which I really want to, like, really want to support and really want to work with, but <laughs> just for the industry as a whole. Like, yeah. if we stop gatekeeping shit the only thing that's gonna happen is better music mm. you know what i mean there's under so much undiscovered talent bro and that might stay that way if we don't put out supports and put out reach for those so i'd say that's one half of what i would consider making it is being able to mm. work with youth or organizations or whatever it is to support that that vision that i have with that and i think the other half of me for making it is having creative freedom mm. freedom is something i really value and i think when i say creative freedom i, I speak along the terms of if i have an idea or a concept i can execute that if it's merch if it's a clothing line, if it's a fashion show, if it's a photography set, whatever it is, mm-hmm. if I have an idea, I don't want there to be any any barriers, mm. you know? So I'll feel like I'll have made it when I have that creative freedom. Even if it's in my own house, I know I want a family, I know I want a house, I want to settle down. And if I can do that, but still keep my creative freedom, that would be my mm-hmm. ideal sense of making it. I, th- I think that's what's most important. Wow. I was wondering when you touched on the fact that there's not that many resources and there's a lot of people that are slept on do you have any names that you could give out of like maybe the first or second person you met that was really dope like in terms of homies that make music you were, you were kind of dumbfounded like how are they not popping bro i'm i'm talking to yeah i'm talking to two of them right now honestly <laughs> I, yeah y'all are laughing but i'm i'm dead ass bro i literally the first art show i ever went to is where i met Edabom, right that's the first show i ever oh, went word. to yeah and he styled me up all nice and shit and that was when i oh, that was when i had that realization there's two realizations i had and the first one was like holy fuck i need to be in this scene mm. this is what i love and this is what i want to do and you really brought that about to me that catalyst and the other one was after listening to music was like how like, how are you still <laughs> edmonton bro you know what i mean like there's nothing wrong with the city but I'm, I'm just so shocked at some of the artists here again you two particularly how they haven't popped mm. you know both of what you're doing is so unique and so you and it's very much a vision and representation of your creativity and your personality and your music. And I just, oh man, I get a little upset that people don't appreciate that as much as I feel they should, if that makes mm. sense. I can't tell people to go love certain music, but bro, if they haven't listened, like what? Come on. And if they have listened, <laughs> then then they would understand, you know? Like yeah. there's no way you're not going to understand if you haven't listened. So that's that's oh, definitely, thanks, you two man. come to mind immediately, bro. Seriously. Bro, we feel the same about you, bro. Oh, yeah, hey, sure, thank man. you, man. I love y'all. It's crazy what you guys are doing, for real. I got nothing but respect for it and i mean that's what we're trying to do with the atlas stuff um on a local level that we can control um i just want to build like some sort of community together to where people can recognize each other's talents and and kind of feel less alone because it's not as 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 simple as oh yeah safety and numbers will just 
boss up all together and we'll all be mm-hmm. popping, right? Um, it's not mm-hmm. it's not that simple for for me. I'm focusing more on the day to day and people's mental health and people's um mm. idea of themselves. Because bro, if you're just left to your own devices and left to rely on like comments on Instagram posts or DMs about your music yeah. to continue on going, sometimes you don't always get that, and you need to have these calls yeah. with you, with your friends and homies that are going through the same kind of struggles as an independent artist to keep you mm-hmm. above water. Obviously, the end goal is to kind of create a springboard for people because yeah you know the scene is very accepting and um i had been doing other things online and in different countries and stuff mm-hmm. but when i moved out of stony plain and came to edmonton i just saw so many people doing stuff i'm like this is happening in my backyard that's crazy yeah and there's not really a platform because when someone is finding success in the city they're kind of worried about what's going on with them and 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 their crew and all that you know and you can never really expect someone to create a whole platform from underneath them but i feel like um someone's got to do it like someone's got to do mm-hmm. it and there's, there's great publications and, and independent uh, collectives and stuff popping out of here but I just wanted to be a part of that because I feel like you can only do so yep. much as one person um, and it kind of feeds itself because like Edabomb's success, my success it'll all like feed into um, mm-hmm. into the city and, and what we're trying to build here with uh, with putting people on so I had another question about the visuals particularly the cover art between Homegrown yeah. and the deluxe version um, and where yeah. the cover art for the original one originated from and, and how you kind of remixed and uh, did different colors on the deluxe version yeah for sure so the uh the original homegrown cover um was based off of i okay so during quarantine lockdown there was like uh two weeks where it was a super hard lockdown at the start of it kind of yeah and uh during that time like me my girlfriend my roommate and his girlfriend were all like spending a lot of time together because we were the only people that we could see you know mm-hmm. so and then someone brought up oh, i think it was my roommate or my girlfriend they're like, yo, we should we should paint this wall in the condo. We should paint it like some crazy shit that I saw on TikTok. We should paint it like yo. that. And I was like, well, we're not doing anything. So yeah, like, let's do it. So we kind of sectioned off like geometrical designs on there and painted it these Whoa. really bright, like sunset related colors. And yeah. um, that was like, to me, that really spoke because that was like something I had done. I just moved into the condo on my own, like first time moving to my parents' house. That was like something I did on my own, like really a part of me as well, because that's very much like bright colors. I, I feel like represent me very well. Um. And so I kind of took that and I was like, oh, it'd be really dope to uh, like take this idea of this, these kind of geometric designs and the bright popping colors and reflect that in an album cover. So wow. that was kind of how it transitioned into the album cover. And then there's little like, um, the, the, there's not much meaning to them, but there's a little filling between each gap, each space with uh, like newspaper clippings. Um, there's not a lot of meaning to that. I deadass just looked, I liked how they looked. <laughs> I was like, oh, that looks sick, so I'll keep those. And then the transition to the deluxe, it was super simple, actually. I just inverted the colors. Oh, word. Mm. Yeah, it was just a straight inversion. Wow. Which turned out a lot differently than I actually imagined it mm-hmm. because uh, the deluxe was like predominantly orange, or uh, the homegrown was predominantly orange, and deluxe is like predominantly blue. Which I don't know if that's a direct like color translation, yeah, but I must- think that is like the inverted color. But you already had blue yeah. and orange going on together, so it, it was great. I it was works. looking at it, I was like, is this a different one? Because yeah, we can go into Photoshop shit, but I was like, yo, he, <laughs> yeah, he, yeah, did he invert it or did he do something else? Yeah, I literally just tossed it in Photoshop and inverted it entirely. And uh, and then I liked how it looked, and I was like, yeah, that'll, that'll work. <laughs> I was wondering if you had any songs already recorded when when you decided on the cover art or kind of had that idea based off your wall um or if or if that came first and you made the songs after that because i'm always interested to see how people apply their cover art and and if you found any difficulties if it was something that you added afterwards like does this visual represent the songs that i had made mm. Mm, that's a really good question um the homegrown cover art came probably halfway through homegrown 
when I had flushed out a bit more of the sound of it. And um, the the lineup of the tracks is actually mostly chronological. So I kind of have the happier, bouncier stuff at the very front, then a little softer, and then kind of the hard stuff at the end. Mm. And um, so I was about halfway through the album, which is really why the colors I felt really reflected that. Um, I think maybe the last two-ish tracks on the album, the cover art isn't as directly a reflection of because they're really hard and a little darker, if that makes sense. Um, but at the point at the the album was at when I picked the cover art definitely very in sync with the majority of the album at least and as much as I had done at that point it was in sync with so I think that's kind of where it came from and then the deluxe even though it's a colder color Mm -hmm. it still definitely is bright and popping that's pretty true for at least if we look at the originals um Mm -hmm. kickback is really poppy Coachella is more laid back but still happier um there's another one on there called summer night so that's again same kind of Mm -hmm. vibe and the last one is the dedication, which is um, that's not necessarily happier or anything like that. It's it's more so just like a, a message to myself and to my fans and my family, um, but very reflective of me. So I feel like that still fits it because those colors and that kind of geometric design is representative of me. So I, f- I feel like both the deluxe and the homegrown cover ended up fitting pretty well, even though it was kind of like a midway process that they got incorporated. Mm, or- yeah, I want to kind of go touch back a little bit yeah. on the topic of collectives and also the, the clothing merch. You know, when you showed us your room, you, you said that the deal was that half the room was going to go yeah. to clothing design. Yes. So, so do you want to share a little bit about that? Yeah, absolutely. Um, so I'll bring it back to the start. Uh, I'm part of a creative collective called Chills Life, and uh, we just moved Represent. into a house. Yeah, we just moved into a house <laughs> all together, which is uh, really exciting for us and wow. really a big, big step forwards in terms of our group. <laughs> and uh, we have a couple of uh, sort of operations we want to run out of the house. So obviously a studio for recording. Mm-hmm. Um, got a green screen set up in there as well for uh, podcasts. And if we want to use it for any visuals, we're obviously going to. Um, and then clothing design which is a big part of chills life as well as something i'm starting to get into so that's why i kind of volunteered half my room to be taken up with that my room's big enough as is like i don't need all that Mm. space for me honest to god and i'm gonna spend much more time being creative than being in my room Mm. so uh i i set up to uh basically get clothing design going as quick as you can get everything sorted we're still in the process of setting up the real room there because we've been Mm -hmm. focused on the studio for prioritization of making music Mm -hmm. but once that's up and going i'm going to be making obviously more merch but i really want to explore just kind of fashion design in general Uh, Mm -hmm. even if it's not directly related to my music as like merchandise for my artistry Mm -hmm. i really want to get into that because it's something that i lived with and like obsessed over for so long like i love fashion my wardrobe is blown out of my closet like i Mm. I just fuck with clothes bro so i was like yeah i need to explore that like why am i not looking into that so when i put up my first merch (laughs) that was kind of my first step and again in relation to homegrown i just did it myself I figured out how to do it. Before you go on, where where can they find the merch, yo? Oh, damn, bro. The merch... Okay, here's the thing. The t-shirts are sold out. That's done. Uh, They can't get t-shirts. I know, I know. The t-shirts were were an exclusive time for that, and uh, that's finished. However, I'm dropping a new batch of merch for the release of the Deluxe. Hmm. So it's uh yeah I'm doing a round of hoodies this time and wow. you can pick between a hoodie that has the deluxe cover art on it or the homegrown cover art on it or there's one other one which is a variant that's like it just has homegrown written across it and like these nice mm. popping kind of bubblish letters bright colors and shit like that wow. yeah and so I'll be re- releasing that following the release of deluxe. <laughs> 
so probably in like probably two to three weeks after deluxe releases is when i'll uh start dropping those hoodies and whatnot wow. but yeah that was just again exploring more like what can i do with this and like what do i like in terms of fashion and how can i pass that forward into what i'm making mm. so i'm excited because uh being in this house being in the chill's house is like really a good place for me to start working on other aspects of art that i haven't worked on before and if i can actually go back to what we were talking about like <laughs> you know giving people support and building a platform and building a, a mm. community um it's nice because everything up until this point has been me like independent mm. and it is a process i needed to do right you all gotta we all gotta start out somewhere doing stuff for ourselves but now that i'm in a house where you know i can have someone else mix my shit if i want to or i can have mm. support on vision or someone else will co-write a song with me you know like that support that i had never understood existed before is here now and it feels great like i feel very enabled mm. so going into this clothing thing like i'm not just doing this winging it anymore like i have darwin tops i have isaac to help me out because yeah. he has a lot more experience with that so yeah. even though i'm gonna still work and do my thing and make it me for the first <laughs> time in my life i have a community with me to you know bring up my art so that's like a, a really good feeling for once that's powerful yeah yeah wow yeah, that's great. I'd say that's a, it's a good note, yo. You guys have... Drew, you have any other questions? Uh, for me, maybe in regards to the clothes, like going into the hypotheticals, if you had like a dream brand that could uh, ask you for like a collaboration run or something like that, mm. whether it's shoes or, oh, damn, or just bro. a... You know anything? Good. You you a check boy? You a straight boy? What you what you rocking? <laughs> oh man. What you um, Okay. In terms of shoes, I don't know if y'all saw. I just got those custom Air Forces. Word. Yeah, those are sick um, for the melts, huh? Those went crazy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna kind of go my own way on this. Uh, if I had to pick one brand to collaborate with, if I was just doing shoes, Nike for sure, bro. Mm. Word. I, they, you have so many sick like silhouette yeah. like base shoes to work with yeah. like so <laughs> many options bro you could they have so many sick shoes that you could just like do your own thing on them like go off on them Fact. you know mm. even like the jordan line which is like with that you know there's so much you can do and a lot of people mm. especially celebrities are working with that but definitely nike um oh damn but if i wanted to pick like my own clothing line collaboration shit bro i haven't really thought about that that'd be tough <laughs> you gotta start manifesting it bro you get into the I do, bro i ain't even thought about that that's a Put good it point on the vision board when you think about it a brand comes through doesn't really matter the followers as much as you think mm -hmm. but you got your shit together you got a nice following you have direction with your stuff their ears perk up and and they want to work you know like they're trying mm -hmm. to get connected with the youth and connected with what's what's coming up so they're treating us the same way labels are like okay who's the next thing who's got their shit together and who can we yeah, pump you're up right bro um because even my close friends from online like you wouldn't think that they have the numbers to get like a deal like this but certain mm -hmm. brands are they're in partnership with or they're following them and just seeing what's going on so mm -hmm. yeah put it out there like whether it's a fucking candy brand that you want to make merch with or like <laughs> yeah you know, your favorite soda or i don't even know like something crazy yeah that's a really good point bro thank you for bringing that up because that's definitely something i'm gonna incorporate into the vision now like i've never mm -hmm. thought of that yo all it takes is a good worded email and like a nice like an yeah, impressive facts. portfolio like hey here's what i could mm -hmm. do like here's the camera and the videos that I could make and all mm -hmm. that would change is I'm wearing your stuff um, even local mm -hmm. brand especially or just yeah. like startup brands online like I've, I've gotten a ton of clothes sent to me back when I ran a magazine and I'm getting more sent to me currently mm -hmm. for, for upcoming music videos so facts bro facts yeah that's uh yeah no thank you for speaking on that especially because I'm really new into the clothing aspect of things like I've never even thought to explore that but yeah. the way you're talking on it there's no reason I shouldn't think about that hmm yeah but uh, yeah, we could we could go with some more hypotheticals. I was wondering with like uh, 
with visuals and more music video stuff like if budget mm-hmm. wasn't an issue what's like a cool set piece or like a theme or an idea you've had for a music video that it would take a lot mm. to get that done like whether you're in an airplane or zero gravity or something crazy what's your dream music video set piece okay i got kind of two answers to that have y'all heard of studio ghibli yeah yeah so i, oh, I fuck with studio ghibli super hard like i've just been like i discovered them um yeah. what was fuck what was the first one i watched oh man i don't even remember spirited away Probably, bro. I think so. Howl's Moving Castle. Might have it might have been Howl's before that, but right. it was one of those two. And yeah. um, and then I got hooked, and I just started binging them, like watching as many mm. as I could, and like just embracing that like art style and that like like that happiness, bro. Like that nostalgia, mm. that childhood happiness. Like that's what those movies spoke to me, and also like the fantasy of it. Mm. I, I guess to bring that all around to the answer to the question is like I would love to do like a Studio Ghibli inspired, not necessarily pulling from any of the specific movies, but that kind of <laughs> style of like a Fantasyland set. Wow. Like I, I really, I really fuck with that. When I was a kid, I was super into like fantasy style books and stuff like that. Like a, 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 another world almost, if that makes sense, that mm. I could create from scratch. Cause I think the idea of world building is something we do not only with our music, but kind of like as artists, right? Like that's what yeah. we do. So if I could communicate that in a fantasy form through visuals, I think that's the road I would take that. Wow. Word. That's amazing. I was wondering about like in terms of collaborators, like just like who do you look up to and it would be a dream to uh, to work with? Um, I'm gonna hit you with a couple answers for that. In terms of production, <laughs> I like have Kanye on a fucking pedestal. Yeah. Like just man, he's crazy. Old or new. Bro, honestly, okay, so here's the thing. I I love his old music and especially like sampling, that's crazy to me. Like what he does mm. is fantastic. I think it was on Yay. That's the one with the mountains in the backdrop, yeah. right? <laughs> so a lot I heard a lot of people didn't really like that album, but I, I loved it, man. I was like amazed Same. by it. Um, and if I would consider that like more new age Kanye, which I, I think you would, um, <laughs> I would say at the moment I'm in new age Kanye probably, mm. um, especially like the kids see ghost shit that yeah. he was doing, like stuff yeah. like that. Like I was really loving that, like really, really love that. So I'd probably have to say like new age Kanye for production. Mm. In terms of, like getting a verse from my first introduction to music is really weird. Cause I like didn't listen to music. Like I was just like a radio kid <laughs> until like grade nine and all these kids yeah. would ask me like yo what kind of music do you listen to i'm like oh whatever you know i was one of those bro <laughs> and they're like and all the anyone said the bows <laughs> yeah yeah and i didn't get it i didn't get it what do you mean what kind of music does and like like whatever's all around right and then these kids would be like oh okay and i didn't get it and then my friend was like yo go listen to chance chance the rapper's album mm. and that was when i was like oh shit like bro there's so much better music than what's on the radio like mm. there's a, a universe of music to discover so that's not true, on the radio yeah. right so i think because just like out of appreciation of that introduction to music being through Chance the Rapper probably a verse from him his first three albums were crazy to me mm. I guess 10 Day 2 count 10 Day all the way up to Coloring Book I, I just I loved all that and I still like his recent stuff too I, I have very specific memories attached to those first three and like mm. I really enjoyed that music specifically so probably a verse from him word wow. yeah he's crazy with it his his, his penmanship yeah. is still crazy and his voice is so refined sound, like you yeah. know yeah. it's him with the first word or if he goes like ah yeah 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 <laughs> I think my answer even if I could just have him doing Ad-libs, or like yeah. maybe even Gambino because that's more specifically my oh, introduction to music Gambino's probably crazy. Tyler and Gambino and yeah similar yeah. story I mean like I played drums and piano lessons all that sort of stuff but I did just kind of listen to the radio mm-hmm. and when someone got like that mp3 downloading app on my phone I think it was grade 8 or 9 yeah. and showed me like the tamale music video by Tyler I'm like wait what like this is okay <laughs> yep. it's not a parody yep. it's not a YouTube parody it's not an epic rap battle of history it's oh, funny so but true. it's also hard at the same time like yeah so 
yeah it's a beautiful thing when you can get introduced into music and what's really trippy to think is that that might be us we might be the yeah f- for real some kids first joint and I've, I've tried to and i've already talked to edibon about this i've tried to slow down and kind of realize like who am i making this stuff for and it's mm-hmm. not conceited 25 year olds that i don't even like you know it's not people kind of on my age because i know what we're into i know that we're all nostalgic over like old kanye and old tyler and stuff like that yeah but i'm really thinking about like not changing my sound and tailoring it to the youth but but trying to do more world building and have the genuine mm-hmm. aspects of myself that i appreciated in those artists kanye gambino everybody we mentioned um were, were some mm-hmm. of my influences just trying to get that genuine nature to shine through so i think what you got going Absolutely. with your vision of homegrown and and, and that whole the, you know people go wild for trilogies right because as soon as the mm-hmm. second one comes out they'll be like oh shit Lord of the Rings, yeah. like it, it'll click yeah. they'll be like yeah. oh this isn't just one you know and the fact that you mm-hmm. got the, the, the deluxe going on with so many opportunities for local artists uh to shine through that's <laughs> that's a great thing man um i think Thank i you, only bro. have one other question which was basically just like what'd you like and what'd you dislike about the process of creating a new body of work off something existing mm. like was there times where you're like yeah i should just call mm. it something different just do one where i collaborate or was it kind of easy to have so many other people working on a project and you kind of take it a more of an executive producer role especially on songs that you're not necessarily dropping a new verse on so what was that process of the deluxe version and, and what would you do differently next time yeah for sure this is my first time kind of doing a follow-up to an album in terms of the deluxe so it's really my first time getting at it but i think at least this time i found a very comfortable position for myself kind of like you said as an executive uh, producer and kind of coordinating everything mm. with the balance of all the songs realistically i only actually wrote four brand new songs for it and mm. two new verses right so a lot of my work was actually content creation and uh coordination of the other artists right getting mm. everyone's verses back in time and like you know making sure all the production was all good and the mixing was constant across the album and whatnot mm-hmm. so in terms of that i think i found a really happy medium between doing all of that but still being able to make music for it myself uh the four wow. originals really 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 kind of saved that for me right because mm. uh if i get too hung up on something like it's just kind of my personality if i get too if i do too much of the same thing or too much repetition i get really yeah. bored of it like i just can't even if a movie isn't like interesting enough to me or a tv show like it's hard for me to sit through if i'm not mm. like captivated or engaged and genuinely interested in what i'm doing it becomes extremely difficult for me so i think i found a really good spot right in the middle there for the deluxe where i was coordinating the artists and making sure everything sounded smooth together cohesive you know unit on an album mm-hmm. but also still able to make my own shit in the meantime so i didn't get bored over doing that wow and uh, one last question, yo. Yeah. This uh, whole process of the Home Deluxe album, mm-hmm. is this something you'd be looking to do again? Uh, oh, man, that's a great question. Not soon. Not soon. Mm. Um, I do have like a, a half year and whole year plan for 2021. Mm-hmm. And uh, another Deluxe is not within that plan as, mm. as of the current moment, at least. I mean, shit's always changing. Who knows? But although I'm grateful I did it, it's not something mm-hmm. I want to do again soon because I don't think there's a, a, a need or purpose for it yet Mm. you know maybe later there will be or maybe in a (laughs) next album or whatever but as of right now it's doing what it's doing and i'm not gonna force that to happen again just because it worked out well this time doesn't mean forcing it's gonna work a second time so Mm. if it comes up again and i'm like oh yeah i could do that again for this (laughs) specific scenario i'm not gonna say no to it you know Mm. if that's if that's what i want to do i'm gonna do it but i did it now and you know i'm gonna lay off that for a while and make other things that i want to be doing happen so in the meantime i'm gonna rock out with the deluxe and i'll uh work on some other shit Oh yeah. Yeah.
Word. Wow. Yeah, I think we're just about done here. Is there anything you want to say to the youth, you know, kids coming up? And just keeping mm-hmm. in mind that, bro, with everything you've got planned, we, we, we're both behind you and we, we hope this, this happens for you. And I feel like yeah. when people are doing early interviews, they neglect to understand that, like, when you were a big fan of Chance or you're a big fan of Kanye, mm-hmm. of course you're digging back into the YouTube and finding, like, his first mm-hmm. interview or his first yeah. podcast type thing. So in terms of just speaking to your perspective, thousands of of millions of fans that are are going to mm-hmm. come back and listen to this you know what would you say to them and what would you like to touch on and let them know that you've been thinking about from the beginning you know mm. for sure that's a really good one and I'll, I'll try to keep it really simple so i don't ramble and people understand it mm. um just go do shit if you have an mm. idea and you spend so much time thinking on how you're going to do it all perfectly and shit you're never going to learn from actually doing it mm. if you want to do something bro i promise you you can figure out how to do it and do it yourself and two one of two things is going to happen you're going to learn and it's going to get done. There's no negative outcome, really. Mm-hmm. You trying shit is always going to move you forward. And I think people are too scared to try and fail. When mm-hmm. if you just do it, you've already succeeded. You've already crossed that barrier that nobody will. That nobody will cross. Everyone's too scared to do that. Fact. You know what I mean? That's a big fact. So if... Wow. If you ever have an idea, bro, preach, bro. Just do that shit. Just try For it. For sure. And that's something that you need to hear at any level, not just starting out. Yeah. For me, bro, you guys both know that I got so much music in the bank and like the process mm-hmm. of putting it out is also me being scared of that like mm-hmm. thing, you know, cuz cuz in terms of marketing content, everything we kind of briefly discussed and and the the fact yep. that in today's saturated music world like you got to be making a lot of other content, not just music cuz mm-hmm. that, you know, sometimes doesn't get you nowhere. Yeah, so for me, yeah, like that it hits it strikes a chord with me even though a lot of people that know me are like oh well you're the example of that you went out and did it but for every project mm-hmm. every project you see of, of mine or anything you see that i put out there's like 50 60 ideas that i like didn't even bother yep. trying because <laughs> I, i'm too embarrassed of, of not maintaining yeah. consistency or kind of promising something to people and not delivering so i think mm-hmm. that's super important and and it's it's also great for someone to hear in the future after seeing how how much you've accomplished for for that to be mm-hmm. like your core um, mentality. Yeah, that's beautiful, yep. man. I think that's a great thing to leave with the kids. So Yeah. I agree. Yo, one last thing. Mm-hmm. Where can they find you? Oh, man. Uh, you can find me on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, every social media platform. I'm on TikTok, too. I'm, I'm on here making videos. Only Trendy. O-N-L-Y-T-R-E-N-D-I. Only Trendy. That's my tag on everything. Yes, that's where you'll find me. And uh, you can find my music, again, just under Trendy, T-R-E-N-D-I. And I just want to say I appreciate both of y'all bringing me on for this. Like, uh, thank you. I man. respect and love both of y'all so much. You guys, I think, are very big pillars of the community, and mm-hmm. uh, I'm very excited to see not only what you do with this and the platform that you have in mind, but what you do personally as well. Because I'm always oh, along with the journey man. for that, and y'all, y'all been killing it for real. I did, bro. Hell yeah, bro. Love you, dog. I love you both, man. Love y'all, you y'all, y'all, y'all the goats. So there it is. I really hope you enjoyed the first episode. Check out the other ones wherever you find podcasts. Check out the website, atlasmedia.group. And most importantly, have a great day. Be safe, be kind, uh, or not. Fuck shit up. Uh, be, a, be a menace. <laughs> All right, bye. Atlas Media.